0: You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast, official release date 10th of April 2017.
1: Welcome one and all, I'm Benji Clifford, Big Finish sound designer and composer, and here I am in Germany. The weather is beautiful and as you can hear, maybe there is some kind of helicopter flying overhead but it's a uh, what i know i know typical they're coming to get me but um yeah. <laughs> no it's it's it's, love. it's the
0: border authorities
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that was chaos that was really chaos actually we we got we meant to get a eight o'clock ferry right and because of the border changes with france and england i think there have been a couple of obviously with everything going on we didn't end up getting on the ferry until like quarter to ten and we're meant to go to dunkirk and we had to go to calais and so we didn't actually get in mind, we woke up at five we didn't get into france until uh, just after midday which is what border changes well you know like that you know the border change between england and france did yes. it there's a border control yeah they were checking sc- absolutely one like going through everybody it was i don't know why i can understand why but uh, yeah. yeah, it was it was absolute chaos, so we were a bit kind of... We were very tired at the end of a, a long day. But uh, what can you do? Never mind. But anyway, meanwhile, back in the UK, uh, my co-host is waiting patiently for his introduction.
0: I wasn't waiting patiently at all, I just interrupted you. He just, you. He just I... got involved.
1: Well, he's, he's uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, could you carry on?
1: <laughs> nah, well... I'm sure by now, if some of you have listened before, you'll know who he is. And if you haven't, then he is a man, a myth, and a legend. He is the (laughs) king of being locked out of hotel rooms in uh, American hotels and uh, continues to talk in lifts. The man is a true champion. Uh, He is a real-life Dalek. He is a writer, a producer, sound designer, actor. uh, And uh, I have heard that he's really good at watercolours. I haven't. I made that last bit up. It's <coughs> Miss
0: Nicholas Briggs. Thank you, thank you. Barnaby Edwards is very good at watercolors. Is he really? He said, "Yeah, yeah, he's a brilliant artist. He sells paintings."
1: Yeah, there we go. So if you contact you're him on Twitter, yeah. he'll he'll do commissions. He'll do commissions. He, you know, yeah, there we
0: go. Well, that very that good.
1: alone is is worth worth coming to the podcast for.
0: Indeed, there you are. The end. Uh, no, guten tag, Is that right? That is correct. Yes, yes, that is yeah,
1: co- yeah. that is correct. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's, it's funny over here because uh, I met somebody the other night who said, oh, your, your, your German is really good. And I hadn't started speaking German yet. And I think they remembered <laughs> me from the last, like, but I can't speak, i really not, I can't do German. So it, it was quite funny.
0: I did my O-level German at about 1978. So there's very little chance of my successfully attempting to introduce this podcast in German. <laughs> at the last and only time I was in Germany for a lovely convention, actually. I did try to speak German. I asked the hotel receptionist if she spoke English. She looked at me in utter confusion, shook her head as though dislodging some sort of weird mind attack, and then said, oh, yes, I do. I can only conclude that my accent was bad and my grammar was so ancient that I sounded like someone from the Middle Ages. I said, "In Sie bitte, uh, sprechen Sie English. That's what I said. That's very good, that is very good. Yeah? And, but she, she looked at me like I'd said, Forsooth, madam, what ho! You know what I mean? It's, uh, I don't know. They obviously don't say the full thing anymore. I don't know. Uh, anyway, just uh, a quick reminder for anyone floundering <laughs> that we at Big Finish are the purveyors. Of irrelevance, no. Of <laughs> fine audio drama and audio books, things like Doctor Who, Torchwood, Dark Shadows, Survivors, The Avengers. or oh, I missed my chance to go The Avengers. Oh, well. got it in. So that's all, all that matters. Is <laughs> in 2018, The yeah. Prisoner. No, that doesn't work. Uh, Bernice Summerfield, Dracula, Frankenstein, stuff like that. Check us
1: out at Big Finish. Dot com. There is literally so much to listen to, guys. So so don't don't steal a great opportunity from yourselves. Go forth and listen. Don't and dilly dally. Don't <laughs> dilly dally. actually I did a bit of PR last night, Nick, because uh, I was I was chatting to this lovely German girl, a friend of mine. I was chatting to her in this bar, and she said, she asked me what I did, and I told her. And she said, ah, oh, she said, yeah, uh, in Germany, she said, uh, our most favourite. Uh, audio uh, drama with more than one person reading is Sherlock Holmes, and I said, oh, wow. and that was my moment. I, I snuck it. I went, well, then you'll have to listen to big finishes Sherlock Holmes adaptations. They're rather scrumptious. She was like, really? You link me? I was like, yeah, yeah. So. There we go. So it could could be a little. You linked her, did you? I'm going to link her. Yeah, I do She no. no well, didn't say nine Danker. <laughs> Nein I I stick with German. <laughs> yes. No,
0: the Germans are very good at listening to uh, English language audio uh, audiobooks.
1: Oh, they're superb. All, they speak incredible a big English. Big thing in Germany. They speak yeah. incredible English over here. Oh, they here. do. They put, put they put us to shame. They do put us to shame. But Doctor Who is quite big over here now as well. It's really picking up. I spoke. They some, do dub it though, don't they? I, I, I assume so, but you, ca- I, think do, you ca- I think I yes. think you can watch the English ones as well on like Netflix over here, for example, and that but yeah, yeah like now it's, it's weird because I've been coming to Germany for quite a few years now, so probably since about 2012, every year uh, and when I first came over, nobody'd heard of it a bit at all. whereas now um, people are able to talk about it like somebody asked me, you know do I you know what do I work on and I said, oh doctor who' And he said, Oh, Doctor Who. I said, Yeah, I love this. I love Doctor Who. And went really into it. And was in, and, sh- and she ended up walking, what was it? she was serving some drinks and ended up shouting Exterminate at me. It was rather, <laughs> sort of quite a profound experience, but it was wonderful. But yes. I, I
0: feel I should mention that there's a German Doctor Who convention, the first German Doctor Who convention, and they've, they'll be on their third one this year. It's called Time Lash. Oh, wow. It's on the 28th to the 29th of October this year Peter Davison's going Daphne Ashbrook Wendy Padbury Fraser Hines Rob Shearman John Leeson Annette Badland Kai Owen I think I've mentioned everyone but in slightly the wrong order Uh, but I did go for the first one as well so um, yeah I can highly recommend it it's one of the funniest uh, most entertaining uh, Doctor Who conventions I've ever been to people were so lovely so lovely they're lovely people. Loved, loved. I sounded like I was going to cry then, didn't it was, I? It was just so it wonderful.
2: It was so
1: lovely. <laughs> well, let's. Uh, <laughs> That's better. Well, let's uh, crack a then and uh, get this show on the road then. So this is how the Big Finish podcast goes for anybody uh, who. Uh, who hasn't listened before There's no random wandering around a convention This week we are back to normal So first up, the big finished news Second, listeners' emails The third, our guest star interview Fourth, oh. the randomoid Selectatron Fifth, Nick rounds up the latest releases With a little laugh hey, With a little hey. uh, <laughs> hey, He read my mind, he knew Little. Yeehaw, li- Yeehaw cowboy <laughs> And sixth, our audio drama teas. That's right. Yes, and this week,
2: a little (mumbles) little cup of teas.
1: (laughs) A little tiny tea.
0: (laughs) And this week, our guest star interview slot has been taken over by the upcoming Omega Factor Series 2 as we give you a glimpse behind the scenes of our acclaimed audio continuation of this great supernatural 1970s TV series starring louise jameson and uh, our drama tease is a lovely slice of the latest dan dare episode could be reign of the robots could be operation saturn could be bingle bangle boo uh, who knows we'll see one. when it turns up <laughs> <laughs> bingle bangle boo uh now on bbc one
1: bingle bangle boo <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it Definitely. Right then, yes, so is it time, Nick, for that little, that little cup of tea that is the Big Finish news? <laughs> Benji, it
0: flipping well is. by Jingo. Bye, Jingo. This is the Big Finish news.
2: You, Nick, and Benji.
1: Boing-oing. Classy, classy. Yeah, I had to improvise. I don't, I don't have my norm, normal assortment of strange instruments here. So,
0: yeah. No, but you can't
1: take those to uh, customs, can you? Excuse me, mate, where are you going with that kazoo? <laughs> <laughs> Put it over there. Stop, don't kazoo. Stop, don't kazoo. <laughs> God, it started. It started. Twelve Sorry. minutes in. Uh, so... Um, you may, have, uh, you may well have heard of Dark Shadows, and if you haven't, boys and girls, children of all ages, then here are some facts.
0: Dark Shadows is an American Gothic soap opera that originally aired weekdays on the ABC television network from June the 27th, 1966, to April the 2nd, 1971. The show depicted the lives, loves, trials and tribulations of the wealthy Collins family of Collinsport, Maine, where a number of supernatural occurrences take place. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, Big Finish has been producing Dark Shadows audio dramas and audiobooks for many years now. One of the upcoming productions is entitled Dark Shadows love lives uh, what <laughs> <laughs> love lives on that's what it's called I can't read you said that quite
3: passionately. love lives on <laughs>
1: love lives on that's what it's called <laughs> that's that bloke that we were talking about the other day <laughs> the singing man
0: oh the singing man <laughs> yes he was dragged into the BBC at night <laughs> yes okay please please leave please leave now wipe your feet
1: uh, so was yes, almost
0: Phil Marshall Montgomery. There, uh,
1: please leave. Will <laughs> you please leave? Please, leave. please leave, I please want to sing. Please wipe your feet. Don't be shy. Land of hope and glory. <laughs> anyway, good old Monty. So yes, uh, Dark Shadows' love lives on, and it features four tales of horror, romance, and a, t- a telephone going off in the background. There, can you hear that? Can't, I
0: can't hear it. No, I literally can't hear that. Oh, I there literally can now. <laughs> you
1: literally can now. There we go. So yes, uh, horror it's probably romance... probably the producers of Dark Shadows say, Can't you read? So get on with it. Horror romance and intrigue. Previously scheduled for an October 2017 release, this production has now been brought forward and will be out in July 2017. So, here's a trailer. Dark Shadows... Love lives on. Stokes
4: smirked, finding the conversation fascinating. Looking down at what the woman was holding, his interest turned to annoyance. Madam, the item's in that box. Madam, the woman said with a flourish. How funny you should call me Madam. She handed the professor the box. Allow me to introduce
3: myself.
4: I am Madam Janet Findlay psychic medium. Stokes' eyebrows shot up and his forehead wrinkled. Professor Timothy Elliot
2: Stokes. And there it was, previously obscured by the shadows. Sitting in the chair was a small, wooden, ventriloquist doll. To my horror, its head began to slowly pivot towards me, its eyes slowly opening, its mouth slowly opening. Please, please, don't stand on my account, Mr. Stiles," said the doll. My name is Houche. Edgar Houche. She drops the pile of photographs onto the bar. It's more than just his eyes. It's more than just his face that's blurred.
5: As if the photo had somehow tried to wipe the man she loves from its frame, smudging him away like a mistake that should never have been printed. The face that looks up at her from where the face of Willie Loomis should be. The face of her old husband, Ted. I pointed to a figure standing on our porch. There you are, captured for eternity. Quite the honor. Nona leaned closer. The smile. It was true. And soon I felt bad for bringing her out of the classroom. What I had taken for a smile from a distance was more of a sneer. The lips curled up. Marv had captured the smirk of a villain, the queasy mischief of a confirmed killer. Well, Marv isn't exactly. A scream interrupted us both and we ran for the classroom. Annie was lying on the floor, the suitcase propped up on the desk before her.
4: It bit me. Dark Shadows is a Big Finish production.
0: So don't forget Dark Shadows love lives on will be released (laughs) in July and can be pre-ordered now at Big Finish, I'm going to randomly sing (laughs) bigfinish.com (laughs) <laughs> bye, bye, boo, and don't forget to check out it's you know it's getting really hot in this shed and i can't open the window because of all the noise outside i think i'm i think i'm suffering from heat exhaustion <laughs> and have gone slightly mad uh don't forget to check out all our dark shadows ranges and stories including single stories short story readings our epic bloodlust serial and even some free episodes
1: Oh yes, you'd be mad not to get on the free train to to Free City to listen to some free audio. (laughs) It's free. Uh, And okay, so moving swiftly on as we do, uh, on Tuesday the 11th of April, the Daleks return to Big Finish, battling it out with the 5th Doctor, Peter Davison, and his companion, Nyssa, in an exciting double bill of adventures entitled Alien Heart, Dalek Soul. Here's the trailer Coming soon from Big Finish
0: Productions
5: Hello, Nissa. This call cannot be traced I don't want to die
6: I don't think you've got much say in the matter
3: Captain, there's no time to roam this base whistling for the spiders to come out I know things about you that I think I should share
6: You can see why the Daleks would want such a weapon Oh, I can see why the Daleks would want it That's why
2: you're so happy to make it for them that puzzles me. Do not move! You
4: are our prisoners!
3: Daleks. You think you know who you are?
7: Activate the self-destruct!
3: That's that's crazy. Do it, now! You're none of those things. It's it's a man. Blonde. Wearing the weirdest uniform and... He seems to be sabotaging a big chunk of the control room.
2: Bullets can't stop them, you'll just draw attention to us! Use the explosives!
3: Locate the Doctor!
2: The Doctor is also no longer registering on scammers! Locate them!
3: I mean when I say quite literally, you are not who you think you
0: are. Doctor Who. Alien heart, Dalek soul. Need we say more? I think not, except that all newly released <laughs> Big Finish Productions are available to download and listen to on the Big Finish listening app. If you buy them from BigFinish.com, uh, if you buy them from a shop, you know, I just can't really get the CD onto the Internet, can you? Uh, the app is free. <laughs> there are try. iOS. Well, you, could, you could, you could. There are iOS and Android versions. And did I mention it's free? I think I just did. Worth
1: mentioning again, I'd say. And if you download the app, I thought of this a moment ago, you'll be very... Happy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called, uh, Love lives on. <laughs> oh, I've never, I don't think I'll ever tire of that now. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> love lives on. As you as you can hear, I've no. had a lot of late nights, and so my voice going a lot lower than normal. You sound love like lives a real, on. <laughs> a real crooner. Love lives on, baby, da yeah. da do, do. da doo ba doo do. And moving on now. This is quite an exciting one, actually. Uh, and yeah, I must admit, when it's popped up on, I saw the little artwork on the, like that, when it literally popped She's up. I saw it and I thought, oh, I thought this is going to be good. It is none other than the Ninth Doctor Chronicles, narrated by none other than this ear chap, Mr. Nicholas Briggs, Esquire, and uh-huh. co-starring Camille Kaduri as Jackie Tyler. Nice. And Bruno Langley as Adam Mitchell. Uh, I'm a bit useless. But I've got a thing in me head that goes... <laughs> and he's also Todd and, uh in Coronation Street oh like I know
0: he's, he's dead famous
1: legend absolutely in the UK legend. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: it's lovely to and, see him again oh that dude absolute dude it'll be that released in May
1: I think I think that's the bit I would love you to read out <laughs> well I'm just about to read I'm just am just, just about to read out now boy uh, it, it will be released in May uh, so oh, yes. let's have and this really is an exclusive did you just hear that man the man outside just went hey no, I didn't, actually. Yeah, so cut he... out for a moment. Ah, oh, well, there was there was a man outside who shouted, Hey. So, basically, he's obviously interested. So, for his benefit and your benefit at home, here is an exclusive first listen to the trailer of The Ninth Doctor Chronicles.
6: Oh, hello. It's trouble. What are you souping up to?
1: Coming soon
0: from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. The Ninth Doctor Chronicles. The Doctor turned as she entered the room flashing another of those empty-headed grins. Hello, I'm the Doctor. Hey, what's going on round here? That doesn't matter. All that matters now is finding out what happened to Rose. That's not good, is it? Probably not, no. We saw what you did, Time Lord. We witnessed the war you raged against the Daleks.
5: Now, this one interests me. He seems unafraid. This is not what I would call a duel. And the man in the strange clothes is not what I would call a hero. Rose, stay close! Doctor, help me! That thing
2: won't hold you for long. Follow me to victory in this world, the next, and a thousand worlds beyond.
0: Big Finish. We love stories. You know what? It's amazing to see you up close at everything, but I think, on balance, it's best if I... Yeah. RUN! The four stories in the release are as follows. The Bleeding Heart by Cavan Scott, The Window on the Moor by Una McCormack, The Other Side by Scott Hancock, and Retail Therapy by
1: James Goss. And what else can you tell us about it, Nick, since you were there, as it were? I was there. I was narrating...
3: I was narrating. I was narrating, my lady. <laughs> Parker stop
1: narrating. Sorry, my lady. Sorry, my lady. Um, I'll go do the Halifax effort. <laughs>
0: um, it was directed by Helen Goldwyn, who's worked for us for many, many years, but has sort of recently, although it's probably been going on for quite a time now, uh, been directing for us. And, um, uh, I, you know, good honour for dealing with me. That's all I can say. Quite a handful. <laughs> uh you know and um having great fun doing my
3: fantastic
0: um very good (laughs) i like that i like that a lot (laughs) uh thing so that's yeah uh not not so fantastic um rose tyler obviously oh (laughs) come on i'm gonna sound like a 19 year old girl but anyway (laughs) you know it's a narrated story but it's great
1: to have camille there and um and Bruno. It must have been nice for you to go back as well, to go back to where where yeah. your adventure with, with modern Doctor Who started right right there. You know, it must have been Absolutely.
0: And you know, even though I think
1: I was only there for
0: two or three weeks to do Dalek, um, I remember, you know, Bruno I We seem to spend a lot of time with him, but I think that those important memories really stay with you. The brilliant thing is, of course, that Bruno is the star of a British, a really highly rated, popular British soap opera. So even though the thing is, Bruno and I have bumped into each other from time to time over the years, but I said to him, I said, be honest, Bruno, what do you remember about doing that story with us, Dalek? He said, "Mm, I remember it was before I had kids. (laughs) (laughs) that's all he remembers he doesn't remember anything about it at all i said it was a really huge thing i'm a doctor who fan it was a huge thing for me i remember every single detail but yeah not him but i spent a lot of time with camille on set and uh in the hotel you know and all that sort of stuff that sounds that sounded vaguely (laughs) um saucy i meant in the bar Ob- obviously. obviously Who, who goes elsewhere uh, Even though of
2: course She's absolutely lovely yeah, cracking, uh,
0: cracking She's very lovely I would have her in My platoon any day That sounds like <laughs> Some oh my kind God, of no. that's, It just gets worse Monty's, Move on Briggs Monty's
1: taken it too far He really yes. has So there you
0: have it Now we zoom back in time To the reign of the Fourth Doctor Coming soon From Big Finish Productions Doctor Who The Fourth Doctor Adventures Death Rass
6: It's a submarine. I'd say Earth. British. World War II.
3: What the? Don't come any closer. Who are you? Put that gun down, you silly
0: man. We're here to help you.
6: Doctor, take a look through the periscope.
0: That could
8: prove a problem.
6: TARDIS. The one that's currently floating away.
8: There's loads of
0: them coming this way. And worryingly, this Time Lord doesn't have a clue what type of creatures they are.
5: Soon we will have Deathrass,
2: and I can at last know peace.
5: Yes,
0: yes, the trailer for Death Racet. Uh, just at this point, I feel I must point something out that probably you've been aware of listening to the podcast. Uh, that there've been a few clicks and things on uh, Benji's recording, um, and so from now on, the rest of the podcast is going to be a bit like déjà vu. For- <laughs> Benji and I because because we've actually already recorded this but unfortunately the recording was unusable so I don't know I don't know do you, Benji do you think it's going to sound like going through the motions I think sort of it like, is it's yeah it, whatever
1: it's going to be a very strange mystical affair where everything we say will just feel slightly I might have done this before Maybe, or, or maybe you'll tell me a few facts about something and I'll have to act again like I'm really surprised that I've never heard it before. <laughs> Did you know that in Deathras? And I'll be like, oh, wow. Oh, Nick, that's brilliant. Oh, superb, superb. But uh, yeah, no, I yeah, do, so ap- do, a- do apologise for, for all this crazy noise problem. When you go to Germany, it's a bit like uh, going through the time vortex because you never quite know... <laughs> Where you were going to end up, or how? Because, if, as everybody will know, uh, the the Wi-Fi and te- is is always bad in the Time Vortex. You know, unle- unless you pay That's an right, extra, yeah. unless you pay an extra fee and they upgrade you to Time Plus Band. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, and and to top it all, but I, it's very hot in the shed, and I've had the window open. Now the window's rattling in the wind. It's <laughs> all just going completely wrong. Um, so yes we we uh, we just played death the Deathras trailer, the Fourth Doctor Adventure,
1: well, in that case then i I better fill everybody in on on what it's all about, yeah, so uh death is by Adrian Poyton and is starring uh, Tom Baker as the doctor and Lala Ward as Romana and it is released on Wednesday, the twelfth of April. Nick you directed it, didn't you? Tell us something lovely about it again <laughs> <laughs> again for us
0: first time for the listeners yeah uh, well it's got Ale- alistair petrie in it i made the same mistake last time i wanted to say alexander uh, i think his name's petrie and not petrie who knows who knows
4: um
0: uh, he was in he, he was who who indeed uh, he was in a star wars movie i think rogue one and the night manager which starred uh, tom hiddleston um which uh, last time we had to look up because we couldn't remember Tom Hiddleston's But now name. we know, now and we I know. Was, yeah. I was calling him Higgleston, actually, wasn't I? It's higgledy piggledy Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and he, and Alistair speaks uh, very eloquently and fondly about Doctor Who in the
1: uh, CD extras, so that's worth Aww. listening to But it
0: was great fun to do,
1: yeah. Yeah, it sounds like great fun... Nick, were you... <sighs> You've got the gun out again, haven't you? The ray gun. Right, okay. Apparently, I'm contractually forced to read out the following review quotes. (coughs) Again. Sets off at warp speed and doesn't touch the brake or lift its foot off the accelerator for its entire duration. Subverts traditional science fiction tropes and ops instead to pursue a far more intelligent, meticulously planned and detailed approach to storytelling. You need to submerge yourself in the dramatic fury, magnificent characterization and performances and sublime writing of the adventure. That was from Tim Cuddle, from Mass Movement. And here's another one for you. Nick Briggs knows how to keep his audience waiting and wanting more, and this box set most certainly does that. The listener is compelled to go along with his new style that Mr. Briggs has freewheeled our way. And it works. It hangs together with no small thanks to the Briggsmeister himself, directing and the explet- expl blah blah blah. blah, blah. <laughs> and the exemplary performances of the whole cast. Intriguing and disturbing. And that was from Ed Watkinson of Planet Mondas.
0: Yes, that was my blatant attempt at bigging up my recently released production of Charlotte Pollard series two. Controversial, unexpected twists, but largely going down a storm. I'm very, I'm very grateful. Actually, I think it might be a bit marmite. Give it a try, uh, if that doesn't sound too needy. Uh, see what <laughs> you think. Um, here's a bit of it. <laughs>
4: I suppose
6: you don't suppose what
4: I don't suppose you consider holding me
6: oh, oh it is. come here I think you would better kiss me or something
3: it's funny you
1: talk about Marmite because uh, I was discussing with uh, some Germans last night about Marmite and oh. they couldn't get their head around the fact that the catchphrase is you either love it or you hate it they just they it just blew their mind they thought this was crazy they're like why would you put that as your slogan and then one german then one german piped up and said yeah but this is true i hate it (laughs) (laughs) i was like so do i so do i can't stand
0: the stuff. Uh, well, it's uh, there are weird things that happen like that in advertising because of long-term experience of the particular market. There were Walker's crisps adverts for years had the ex-footballer and now television uh, sports pundit uh, Gary Lineker being horrid. And, you know, and that worked for the
1: British market. It probably wouldn't work anywhere else. It's funny, but that advert that has really done loads for his career, isn't it, really, when you think about it? I yeah. mean, it's, it's really... You know you, you it's think it's probably worked better for him than it has for walker's crisps <laughs> probably i always like to think that if you go around his house he's always got some crisps around you know like it was, oh do you fancy some crisps <laughs> <laughs>
5: uh,
1: although i would say i, I say it's done
0: uh, uh, more for him than the crisps I, when i feel a bit peckish i don't go out and buy a packet of gary lineker
1: <laughs> do you not no <laughs> i, I I, what have I bought? I, I went to the shop yesterday and bought some pizza bites, which are like crisps but with pizzery things on them so they'll they'll either be horrible or nice, but yeah, you can imagine that in your, in your minds
0: but yes anyway i can't I can't believe that in our revamped
1: version of this podcast we're, we're actually taking longer. I know, well we're we're mad like that, aren't we? What 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 can we say?
3: Oh, uh, crazy.
1: That so that so-called bit of shameless self-promotion by the so-called Briggs Meister brings us to the end of the news. And like a packet of crisps, I'm gonna open the pack, crunch them away, and uh I don't know, like I suppose finish them, put the packet in the bin. <laughs> Uh, what else can you do with crisps? I mean, not a lot. Of, you can tie it up in a little little bow and throw it if you've got a dog or a cat and they play with the pack. But that's about it, isn't it, really? Do you know what? I, I think let's move on. What time is it, Nick?
0: It's time now for listeners' emails.
1: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? I love an email. In fact, I love several emails in fact I'm, I love as we said yesterday in this rather deja vu way I love emails so much I'm going to write a book about how much I love emails that's very deja vu so if you
0: want that is weird isn't it I, I think I said that that would be a very uninteresting book I think uh, that was my comment and I said it would be brilliant sorry I'm still struggling with the window here <laughs> I'm having trouble with my window Benji
1: it's all falling apart it's all going mad Don't... Well, if, if... So I think I've got it shut now oh that's good I was worried for a minute. And <laughs> yeah. and if you would like to send an email about Nick's window, uh then all you have to do is email us at podboost at org No you don't, no, sorry. No <laughs> what's the matter with me? I think I'm going mad. It's this time vortex that we're stuck in. No, it's actually podcast, that's P-O-D, cast at b I G, that's bigfinish.com. Podcast at bigfinish.com. Anyway, so this first email is from Nick Farraza. Dear Nick and Benji, it's me, Nick Farraza, whom my namesake, Mr. Briggs, oddly described me as being a nineteen forties jazz musician, which I wrote in a few weeks uh, I wrote in uh, a few weeks ago, which was on the twelfth of March podcast. I'm not sure what he means by that, but I guess I'll take that as a compliment. It's cause it's a cool name, like, hey, Yeah yo, I'm Nick Nick Ferraza. <laughs> 1940s jazz jazz musician great guy cool cool geezer uh, they never say geezer um no, anyway, no. so he says here i felt that i had to write in to commend you on your last couple of podcasts and their unique format well see what you think of this unique format today <laughs> i'm of course referring shambles out of shambles <laughs> shambles the return um i'm of course referring to nicholas briggs fantastic convention adventures so those last two words together 10 times quickly we've actually we did that before uh convention convention adventures convention adventures convention adventures convention adventures convention adventures convention adventures adventures, adventures, i lost count (laughs) that was quite fun wasn't it maybe we should do the whole podcast of just that <laughs> so he says. That
0: sounds a bit like the, that. That sounds a bit like the weird things that happen to people when they're doing exams. You know, school exams, and they go mad and they think that they've done a really good paper, and then uh, they get notification from the examination board, and apparently all they've done is written their name five thousand times. Oh on a piece God,
3: of no but I thought it went really
1: well. Is it? Oh. Nicholas Briggs, Nicholas Briggs, Nicholas Briggs, Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> I am not mad. I am not mad. <laughs> now, I will not fail. <laughs> I watched it, a terrible thing. I went and did an exam and uh, the pages, where my... Que- it was like one of them where there was there was my A-levels and there were a series of questions on things. And, uh, and we'd watched a couple of different films. And it was for my um, film studies. And the two pages were stuck together so I didn't couldn't find and it was so well stuck together that I didn't realize so I just thought oh my god they've they've not done this question and so I had to do it on something else and I passed actually surprisingly just it just shows how when you just analyze a film you can just kind of get away with it because I can't remember what the film was but we didn't study it but yeah but I remember that was my that was but I remember coming out and thinking oh i thought god that was i went over that like, that was really hard wasn't it? a really hard one and everyone was like no it was great well we studied that it was brilliant it was really you know and, I, and then i realized that they'd done the proper oh, question awful yeah you can imagine those
0: awful exam moments they they are the most awful things for to put kids through no oh, they're Exams. hideous I, they're I, enti- they are entirely for the convenience of the education system and not for the benefit of those being educated. I thoroughly disagree with them. Not least because I was quite good at them. <laughs> but, but but rubbish at actually the real work. You know what I mean? I was quite good at turning up and faking it in an exam. So I, I have other reasons. I think it's much better to judge children, uh, pupils, students by coursework. Or at least have an element of that. I know you have to put them under pressure... To sort of see whether they can deal with that, but it is—it's entirely for the convenience of not only this is me on the soapbox, not only the the administrators of education, but the politicians, so that they can show uh, results to yeah. show that they, uh, their education policy is working. It's nothing to do with the benefit of children.
1: Well, that's, that's a, my e- view. Everything's everything's you know about results these days. Unfortunately, you can't do anything without having to show results, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't like the whole stress that you put kids under with exams. I think it's really unfair. But that's that's yeah, that's my view. Because I remember I remember being so stressed about it. And you know, when you're a kid, you just want to go and have fun. You don't want to be swatting. It's away. The most horrific time. Yeah. By the way,
0: back to Nick Farraza and his email. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, Nick. If you if, sorry about uh, that colossal diversion. So yes, he says here I'm, that I'm
0: just as guilty.
1: Uh, he says, I was on the edge of my seat as you were uh, as you were mildly inconvenienced after being locked out of your room. I was bursting with excitement as I listened to your family, as they took a long drive some way away. My favourite moment, however, was when you arrived at your accommodation in Port Marion. Uh, never has so much great audio been released to the masses. Five minutes of Nick and co walking around the room going, oh, look at that. And oh, that's changed all without actually explaining any of their surroundings to those listening. You could have been walking through a great medieval castle or a tiny wooden shack, and we, the listeners, would have been none the wiser. Truly fantastic podcast material. I do like the idea of that. Uh, On a slightly less tongue-in-cheek note, I also wanted to congratulate all involved in the recent Jago and Lightfoot 40th Anniversary storo, Storo story, the Jago and Lightfoot revival. It absolutely blew my mind for reasons that, for the sake of those yet to listen, I couldn't possibly go into any further detail about. Needless to say, I'm sure that you guys know exactly what it is that I'm referring to. Brilliant. Whoever thought of that deserves an extra packet of crisps walkers crisps uh the short trips range and the jago and lightfoot range are two of the most consistently strong ranges that big finish have on offer and i for one would be overjoyed to see them pair up in the future keep up the great work and thank you for continuing to set the buck so high for audio drama that was from nick foraza a 1940s jazz musician
0: ah thank you nick uh, who was it who thought of uh, the Jago and Life revival? It was Ian Atkins, who legends, uh, legends,
1: legend, legendary guy. Yeah. He's the
0: producer of the uh, Short Trips range, and Jonathan Barnes. Maybe Jonathan Barnes had a hand in suggesting it. He certainly wrote it. Anyway, here's a corker from Alexander Basden Hello, Nick Benji, Bilal, and Sergeant Montgomery. Oh, he's okay. not a sergeant. He's a field marshal. Field marshal I'm a field to you? Field marshal or
2: the sergeant?
0: <laughs>
1: you blithering idiot!
0: <laughs> uh, firstly, I have a question about the top secret Doctor Who comic adaptation. He's written adaptation, but the word is actually adaptation. Um, <laughs> uh, would it be a single release, a box set, or the pilot for a series like Cicero? Cicero. 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 Uh, secondly, have something to add on nick's monologue about american accents last week and that i've always found peter davison episodes of doctor who between castrofalva and resurrection of the daleks to be difficult viewing and i believe it may be linked to janet fielding's accent as i mainly watch british science fiction and drama i have to come to the conclusion that hearing an australian accent in the show drags me out of the narrative and makes me feel like i'm watching a dreadful soap opera <laughs> or an episode of kath and kim an australian comedy series lastly i was very excited to hear the continuing adventures of the chap from stop i can't move my hotel door being followed up in stop i can't move out of the village (laughs) be seeing you alexandra bazden alexander not alexandra sorry alexander uh nick and benji if either of you this is a ps if either of you were imprisoned in the village what numbers would you like to be called personally i would like to be number 22 i'm not sure why i go for number six obviously I'm not a number. I'm a person. Number six.
1: (laughs) Uh, I would go for. I go for number ninety-nine because uh, it's a great uh, ice cream in England. You can get the ninety-nine with a with it means (laughs) it's a a, it's an ice cream with a flake, and uh, it's jolly good, jolly good. So do you like hundreds and thousands on it? You know, the sprinkly bits. I I love hundreds and thousands so much. I'll have millions. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible joke. (laughs) Crushed nuts no laryngitis
0: <laughs> anyway that's that's an old stanley baxter joke if anyone listening knows what i'm talking about there um let me answer the questions that uh, alexander has asked uh the, the comic adaptation is not a single release but neither is it a pilot for a series ooh, ooh, interesting about janet fielding's accent i'm saying nothing uh because you know if she hears i'm in trouble um, it's very interesting about accents and hearing them in unexpected places and uh, uh, yeah, uh, there's been quite a bit of reaction to my strange podcasting of just wandering around with a the microphone, there won't be too much of that <laughs> what we're aiming for is is uh, recordings that go wrong that have to be remounted and uh <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's Benji it. Benji
0: having to do the podcast after he's done a gig, a late night gig in Germany. So he's a little, I think you're a little bit frazzled, aren't you, Benji?
1: I'm a little bit frazzled. I'm okay. You know, I, I really, it was quite a fun gig. And uh, well, apart from there was an awful moment. For some reason, and I don't, for some reason it escapes me. They decided to have Norwegian food. Um, I don't know What's why. Norwe- Is that sort of like raw fish? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. No, not Norwegian. Hungarian. Sorry, my fault. No, see, I'm frozen. Oh. Hungarian food, and they, and they they had like this sort of strange soupy stuff with sausages in, and uh, yeah, neither soup th- with sausages. It was a strange thing. It was it was like it was very it was very it was nice. It was very bizarre, but yeah, uh, I, I excelled myself by showing the German people that I cannot eat with a knife and fork and spilt it down my jeans, uh, which was lovely and highly embarrassing. Um, <laughs> But what do? Well, you can't eat soup with a knife and fork, can you? Well, it wasn't a soup, that's the thing. It was like a... I can't explain it. It was sort of like... OK, more like a stewy soup. With, like, lots and lots of... Oh, okay. Lots and lots of bits in it. It was very, very nice. It was... Like, it was just... Was a bit... it a Hungarian-themed evening? No, it was just... there was just Hungarian food. <laughs> it was really strange. Okay. It's really strange. I'm going to... I'm doing another gig tonight, actually. I'm going to a... Um, uh, a house gig as they call it over here they call it a um oh i can't remember now i did know it. i've been saying it all week but yes yeah, the, the food's always good there so that'll be fun mm. so yes that's my that's, that's my day that's my day uh so yes uh moving on here's a little uh, gem here from alexander muff hey nick and benji I just wanted to say that for me, a Canadian, English, Scottish, Irish, Welsh, Australian, New Zealander and South African accents always make me feel like I'm in a movie or a TV show or something. They don't sound quaint at all, like you don't with a North American accent. I associate them with fiction. As an additional note, I have no issue with very long tangent-filled podcasts. That's good. You'll love (laughs) this one. You'll love it. Absolutely, you'll be in your element. Um, they are actually one of the most entertaining things ever. Uh, you, you try doing it twice. Uh, thirdly, uh, as I was doing a Doom Coalition marathon, good man, uh, I noticed that Vincent Franklin's character, Lorm, Lorm the Lorm, Lord Stormblood, sounds an awful lot like your rendition of Phil
2: Marshall Montgomery. Uh,
1: that's all for now. Have a good life, Alexandra Muth. You know, yesterday when we recorded this for the first time, I hadn't read this email yet, and I, when I saw the name Lord Stormblood, I immediately said, "Ah, Lord Stormblood," and then you went on to <laughs> confirm my belief. So yes, it's very true. Quite clearly, perhaps that, perhaps that's it. Perhaps Lord Stormblood is actually Field uh, Marshal Montgomery in a, you a know, strange, well, timey wimey way. Yeah. He's a time lord, you know. Perhaps he, perhaps he lo- took a liking to that face. You never know. <laughs>
0: Um, I, I'm slightly concerned but that Alexander ends his email by saying Have a good life. That sounds like he's never gonna listen again. Have a good
1: life. Bye. Bye. Door slams, gone. So that was his little bit of mm. stuff that, that was his gift to us. He says, you <clears> know, yes. know he said Thanks, Alexander.
0: Thanks. And here's something very to the point from River Jones. Dear Lord Briggs and Big Finish Benji, I recently heard your podcast where his lordship stated his preference for individual ranges for each of the doctors over your main range. Although I understand that may seem sensible, you may be neglecting the possibility of the main range being a gateway into enjoying other doctors over our personal favourites. In my own case, if it hadn't been for the main range, I doubt I would have bought a Colin Baker or Sylvester McCoy adventure, and certainly not in the early years before I became hooked on audio and nearly everything Big Finish. How much I would have missed. The sixth Doctor was reborn on audio into a heroic, kindly adventurer, and the seventh grew up as the masterly wizard, both putting the crass productions and poor storylines of 80s TV behind them. <gasps> Oops. I didn't I didn't know that was in there. That's... um. can't mail or be on the phone to me. Uh, just a thought... Uh, love you all. And where is Blake Seven? Buck up! Yours, River Jones. Wow. Uh, and at the bottom of River Jones' email, it says, that it, there's a quote from George Bernard Shaw. The power of accurate observation is often called cynicism by those who don't have it. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll take that because I'm always being called cynical. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing about the main range is that it will never go. It will always be there. So don't worry. And I do absolutely absolutely take that point, River, that uh, people do discover other doctors if they're sort of latched into a range that includes lots of doctors and... It's like the whole principle really of how television has become less diversified You know you you just watch the channels that you know you like Whereas in the old days when there were only a few channels You just watched everything that was on And quite often watched things you thought Oh I don't want to watch this but there's nothing else on so I'll watch it And you found things that you never thought that you would like And you ended up loving them So that's an interesting general point actually
1: I think that, that's the way that's certainly how I do things I love finding new things to watch uh, yeah. uh, and, and things that, that I never would have Of like, I, I do a lot of things like you know like uh, you can buy like network do DVDs and things like that of, of old shows mm. because I'm of the generation where I, I never saw them uh, first time round I will genuinely I, I have done i bought things and um, having never read you know heard of it before and you end up liking them and so I think it's very much so. You just, you you know, be open-minded and discover new things. And, yeah, don't know where I was going with yes, that. Yes, I've I'm bought just... quite – well, no, it was a good point. I've bought a few things
0: on uh, market stores, DVDs, you know. Anyway, listen, just before we finish the emails, uh, we've actually had a letter sent in from Dr. Esther Cole, which I think you were expecting, Benji.
1: I was, yes. Uh, Esther and, – and I met Esther a few years ago at a big Finnish day um as some of you will know our big finish day is a gathering of the gathering of the big finish minds we have a little mini convention where we talk all things big finish and generally have lots of fun and esther got in touch and said i've i've got this uh i've got a parcel that i'd like to send to big finish said i think i've sent it to the right um address and and i i said i haven't got a clue so, but i'm sure if it will reach us eventually and it has and it's here and yes. e- esther's a very creative person she's a lovely person and she's really into uh, as well as uh, a lot of uh artsy crafty things uh, she's an amazing singer but she also loves harry potter and wands and all sorts she's she's quite a cool cool person
0: so as i told you uh yesterday when we tried to record this before <laughs> Uh, she sent us these lovely little glass things With Buck Up and Benji and Nick written on You saw them yesterday I did uh, Now we're on the phone to each other So we can't um, They're lovely can't, though I they're... can't show them to you again How would you describe them Benji?
1: Well I'm colour blind So I don't know the actual colour But I assume they're Are they sort of blue? They are Bluey like little glass The little glass things with uh, with our names on Which looks awesome And, and Nick you were saying that, that they'd be great badges Or pins as they call in America Yeah. Uh, And they also have, there's one for, it's Benji, Nick, and there's lots of, lots of buck-up as well. And a lovely bit of parchment,
0: I believe. That's right. Um, I'll just read from the parchment. Dear Nick and Benji, I'm writing to you uh, on attempt one. Sorry, I'm struggling with handwriting here. Uh, On attempt one of homemade parchment with prototype shop logo. Oh yeah, on the back there. Yeah, experimental wand makers. Hmm. Um thankfully not with a quill as that would take ages please mm-hmm. find in close some experimental artwork i have been working on which you may like to share with your nearest and dearest in case of times of exasperation inspired by your wonderful podcast not the exasperation i'm sure the items are <laughs> i just wanted to let you know i've really enjoyed listening this year and uh, your antics have been quite entertaining especially the tangential thought splurges and jaw harp although of course the jaw harp was absent because benji didn't take it to Germany because you just can't get that sort of thing through customs
1: no they'll, they'll, they'll arrest me at the border for that
0: no jaw harp yes. mate.
1: no <laughs> kazoos no jaw harps no little <laughs> whistles that go <whistles> none of the sort mate
0: Norman Stanley Fletcher you stand charged with possession of a jaw harp <laughs> um, You are obviously an habitual criminal. Uh, I also admire the sensitive and touching tributes paid on the podcast to the late, great Sir John Hurt. It really felt like he was part of the Big Finish family and I look forward to hearing his final performance. Well, since this was sent on the 25th of February, I'm sure you have now. Uh, I look forward to hearing more of your adventures, podcast or otherwise, and will endeavor to say nice things about Big Finish to anyone I meet can i also ask whether i have permission to tell people to buck up if i ever get to sell these little glass things at craft fairs yes you have my permission kind regards oh, yeah, that's
1: Cole. the official the official yeah. sign there of, of of mr nicholas briggs uh, professor at the buck up college of buxton on buckley <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm putting that parchment away now thank you thank you for that dr esther
1: and there we have it that's the end of the emails and like a bit of parchment I'm going to write down my views on these wonderful emails uh, roll it up put a little stamp on it with my wax seal which will be probably something like a badger or something something slightly (laughs) strange or maybe a hedgehog that's what I'd like. If I had to have oh. my a proper coat of arms for me, I'd like a hedgehog on it, because hedgehogs are cool. I like them. I save the hedgehogs. Are you guys. a bit prickly? I'm. <laughs> I'm a prickly character, mate. <laughs> no, you know I like hedgehogs. You know you got you got a, got a little hedgehog bit in my garden to help the hedgehogs. Um, yeah, I'm just going mad now. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, I put my little stamp on it and I hand it to my fair friend, who's a, a, the sort of i don't know what he does he 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 delivers my messages and he's gone he's off He's, he's riding off and into the sunset and that's where the emails go uh in my little medieval world
0: time now for the omega factor invasion of our guest star interview slot commence just in case you didn't know the omega factor is a british television series produced by bbc scotland in 1979 it was created by jack gerson and was transmitted in 10 weekly episodes between the 13th of june and the 15th of august that's in 1979 Uh, we at big finish have been making an audio continuation of the tales of department seven and their investigations of the supernatural oh yeah the first series was released to great reviews Let's hear from the talented team who reassembled to make the second series, which is due to be released this month. There are no spoilers, Well, not too many. No, only mild spoilers. Anyway, it's fascinating. Have a listen.
5: There are things we've seen over the past few months, things that form a pattern. Omega, the last letter of the Greek alphabet, the end. In this case, the end of scientific knowledge. We are asking you to go further than that end, beyond the end, to the Omega Factor,
4: and further. Hello, my name is David Richardson. I'm the producer of The Omega Factor. I'm Ken Bentley, and
8: I have directed The Omega Factor... Series 2.
7: I'm Matt Fitton and I script edited this series and wrote episode 4, Awakening.
5: We do work for you, remember? We are part of Department 7. Certain matters need top secret clearance. Neither
4: of you are quite in that category, the older man replied pedantically. The Omega Factor has been a really interesting one for us at Big Finish um, because it's a programme that a lot of us here at Big Finish watched when we were young. Um, It was was broadcast when I was 16 years old. It's a programme that a lot of us remember very very fondly Um, and it was part of our TV landscape and of course it only lasted for one season of 10 episodes, um, largely because um, there were some complaints um, from Mary Whitehouse's organisation that it was too horrific, which I disagree with. but uh, yes it was short-lived it didn't really last long enough to get a cult following to get to get a big cult following like say Blake seven did or Doctor Who did what it did have was that that lingering affection that stayed in a lot of viewers minds Um, so what was interesting was going into doing it on audio was it was a rare occasion where we were actually making something that didn't have its own fan club For example, it it didn't have an organisation based around the fact that um, everybody in that organisation had watched and loved it. Um, So we went into Series 1, did the very best we possibly could with it.
8: The one thing I I very firmly remember about the first box set was was, um, being very keen to find out how it would be received, because uh, at the time it was unlike, and really still is, unlike... Anything else we really do at Big Finish, um, it, 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 it seemed to go down um, well, and therefore um, that was that was um, I took a, a great deal of pride in the fact that it, it went down well
7: and, and uh, seemed to be received warmly. We were very pleased with a positive reaction to the first series, um, and I liked the fact that people who'd watched the TV show uh, appreciated how it followed followed that up and and picked up on threads that that were sewn back back then. But also that we were getting people who hadn't seen the TV show and were coming to it fresh and were still able to find something and then may have been inspired to go back and watch it as well. So I I think it was very successful in terms of creating something new uh, and modern as well uh, that could stand alone and hopefully move forward. It was really
4: satisfying because we got fantastic reviews lots of people tried it out and loved it and it was a series that established itself for us by word of mouth and from that word of mouth more and more people tried it and that seemed to grow and then to cap it all it was nominated in the BBC Audio Awards this the second episode The Old Gods by Fillmore Rhine um, made it to the final three so um In a very, what seemed like a very short space of time, um, this new project actually became quite a success story for us at Big Finish. Tom Crane, eh? He went a bit loopy in the end, by all accounts.
5: You know about him?
1: We keep tabs on all our ex-employees and consultants, although he was always harder to track than most, went completely off the radar in the last few years. He
5: went back to London?
1: Yes, sounding off about this so-called Omega conspiracy.
8: I think at the time, we consciously avoided Omega and all of that sort of um, uh, all of that background from the from the t v series with with the first box set just to just to sort of established the story world the, 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 uh, cleanly and, and clearly we didn't want to get bogged down with the past too much because what we needed to do was was firmly establish that the, that these characters in this world had, had, sort of, had sort of time had passed and had moved on and it was most what was most important with that first box set was was that we established department seven I, I, I in the present day but uh david was quite keen to um even at the time when we were working on that we knew that david was quite keen to quite quickly establish um omega and, and bring that aspect of the the story world back so that we we, we dealt with that we weren't going to we weren't going to sort of drag our heels on it and put it off for too long
7: having established um department seven's remit in series one and throughout those episodes kind of uh persuading the powers that be that of the uh, need for uh, a, a, a psychically investigation uh, department we start series 2 with um and fully funded by um, mr doyle and uh, with adam investigating uh, paranormal activity and we thought now would be a good time to bring Omega back into the mix. The um, the conspiracy that uh, is established back in the um, the TV series in the seventies. Omega, what?
5: Just for a second, entertain the notion that Tom Crane was right.
7: I think o- Omega.
8: It's uh, the organisation. Omega is it's such a big thing. It's such a big conspiracy that it needs to be in re-establishing it. We need to re-establish it as the big threat that it is. And and I think that. In order to do that, it needed to be what we do quite often and I think what we do quite well at Big Finish, which is a a four-story arc, a big, a
3: a sizeable box set. Tom Crane died two weeks ago. What? He died. Hello, I'm John Thorney and I play Adam Dean in The Omega Factor. Tom Crane was my father. He was what? the first series seemed to go down really well people seem to like it a lot um and was very happy with the finished result i was just listening to it again myself on the uh, way down here to record uh, just to make sure i'd got adam's voice again yeah people seem to really like it really um appreciate what was being done with it um and and be very happy with a sort of a different kind of storytelling and a different sort of um performance style that we kind of do with the series, um, it was very flattering that uh, Phil Moraine's episode from Series One, *The Old Gods*, got nominated for the BBC Audio Drama Awards. Uh, even if we didn't win, it was it, it felt like we are kind of very much on the right track uh, with what we were aiming for. <laughs> I think he's being pulled back. You've made us. You will steal.
4: One of the things I'm most proud of with The Omega Factor actually is um, casting John Dorney as Adam. Um, I think I mentioned in the interviews for the first box set is we considered loads of people for the part but John kept coming back into the frame and the the only reason I didn't cast him instantly um, and he was perfect for it and is perfect for it but the only reason I didn't cast him immediately was because it seemed too easy to pick somebody we knew for the role um which was silly because listening back to that first box that he's tremendous in it I, what what I really love about what John Dunn it does with Adam is that as a performer John is quite fearless he doesn't hold back he doesn't you don't have to coax things out of him um what's interesting is that um he he will present you with a really strong performance, and sometimes you, you want to might just bring it back a bit. I've noticed Ken will sometimes bring down the terror or down the rage or whatever. But um, it's so what's so wonderful actually is to be offered that you know it's not a case of Ken is trying to coax all of those elements out of John, John's got them there, and it's just working out which level plays best in a scene and, you know, most of the time it is absolutely spot on. You felt something, didn't you? Yes, I think, I think something happened down here, something bad. Well, if what Doyle
5: said about the home is true. No,
3: not that. The nice thing about sort of coming back for a second series of it is that a lot of the work's already been done for you in a weird way. I found that with both times I've done the same thing, which is I've listened back to the early episodes just to remind myself of what the character sounds like. Um, but something about the scripts and being in the room with the other sort of regular cast members kind of just gets you back in that zone already. It, it's almost like the, the cliches of riding a bike the moment you've kind of established what the character is and particularly because the scripts the scripts now have a performance to be taking it from. It, it felt when I was reading the scripts a, a sense of well I didn't have to think too hard about remembering who he was because it was just all there on the page.
4: We've been able to really push what we do in the scripts because we know we, we know that John will be able to do it, and also you know we've worked with Louise for so long now that we just we just know she can do anything, um, and you know what's lovely in this is she's been able to stretch herself because she's written for her own character.
5: Adam, it's found this this gateway. It's responding to sound. Hello, my name is Louise Jameson, and I play Doctor Anne Reynolds. Don't let it- It's not! We need it! Save it! Okay! There's been the most amazing reaction to the first box set on Twitter, from the critics, from the fan base in chat rooms. What crowned all the reactions was the BBC nominating us for an award, which we didn't get, but we got really close to it so sitting between David Richardson and Jason Haig-Ellery at an awards ceremony for a show that I did in the late 70s was all a bit surreal and I'm deeply grateful that it's been brought back How are you? Fine Really?
3: Just take me back to Wi-Fi, please <laughs> and satellite TV and smartphones
5: I think the secret Of the success of the box set is that you've allowed it to mature so we're not as with Leela you know I go back to being 26 on the audios but on this you've allowed her to turn 60 and um, and and bring that maturity and that gravitas and that life experience to the role because it was slightly a token female before you know, written in the late 70s. And I was there as a scientist, but I did a lot of dinner party hosting and giggling at the men's jokes. And But this time I've got a real kind of mature driving force behind the character.
4: And you're essentially the boss of the department, is that right?
5: I am the boss of the department, yeah. Due to circumstances which you picked up from the end of the last series. I'm so close! Close to what? Here, here, sit down. Adam! I think... Um, probably because you've allowed me to write an episode. And, you know, as myself being someone in their 60s who lives alone, I could bring a little bit of that aspect to Anne. I'm not childless, but Anne is, which helps explain her very close relationship with Adam, her maternal feelings towards him. And I, I, I love the fact that it's not just me, but, but that all, all the writers have, have developed that
3: lot. Louise is a, a terrific actress to work with, a, a terrific writer, a terrific human being. She's one of the most sort of genuinely lovely and uh wonderful people I know. Um a really good friend. And it's it's so nice working with her. John Dorney.
5: <laughs> what can I say about John Dorney? I protect John Dorney fiercely. I think he's uh A marvellous writer as you know and what he's loving about this series is that he has absolutely nothing to do with the writing (laughs) that he's just coming in as an actor
7: what
3: did you say those last few words there is only darkness i see nothing i fear nothing that's not reassurance that's a command an implant it's you that opens the door Reva. you're the one letting it in
0: and thanks to all on the omega factor who contributed just in case you needed an extra tease of this brilliant series, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, The Omega Factor, Series 2.
7: I will not be afraid. My mind is the path through which fear enters the world.
3: Help me! And someone walks straight through her. Look, there's something wrong, something evil. Has been a change? No, sir.
5: They're both stable. Let me introduce Edward... Milton,
3: Milton, I remember. You're an MP now, aren't you? Dr. Wyatt. Dr. Reynolds.
6: Let the angel
4: tell thee. Adam.
5: Adam. They're coming.
2: Stay back!
3: There's something wrong. I, I can feel it. I see Real, What's happening? What is it? There's something in here with us. Adam, help me! Ah! Ah! He
5: must be
2: stopped. He he must, must be stopped. Be stopped. 1984, 1984, 1984, 1985, or 1984.
1: We love stories. So, after that tantalizing listen there, it's now time for, you've guessed it, the Randomoid's Electrotron. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's, it's so popular that if you type uh, Randomoid into Google, it will actually finish the sentence with selectatron so that's just shows how great it is so yes it is time for that's us that's only on that's only on
0: your computer though because google reacts to what you do it's very true i
1: well my google's got better taste than i hate than to every- burst the bubble yeah, well now now I sound like a fool, Nick, a ruddy fool. <laughs> you make me sound like a right oaf in front of this whole audience. It's all over the valence. <laughs> um,
0: a right oaf. I love I love that phrase. A blithering right oaf. Oh, you're a
1: right oaf, and you know it. <laughs> you know it. Buck up, you oaf. Buck up, you <laughs> blithering oaf. Um, so yes, if you don't, if you if you're an oaf out there that doesn't know. What's the uh, randomoid Selectatron Is I'm going to tell you the randomoid Selectatron is when we select a random release from the Big Finish archive to have a chat about, and that's thanks to oh, yes. l- and that's thanks to uh, a listener, Hannah Newman's wizard invention. All you have to do is press a button in her webby thingy, and uh, we should get our random release. Uh, before that, it was literally a blindfold and trying to click something on a website. Um, yeah, we've moved. We've we've moved on a lot, haven't we? We've really come a long way. So now I'm just gonna ha- check out if uh, Hannah's left any new animated uh, gifs, as I call them, or gifs if you're crazy. And we've still got the Bilal saying, "What? What is it?" that way leads to ran before a little gasp (laughs) and it's and it's the fact that the gasp gasp is uh, is is sort of put it in there to describe his shudder that makes me so happy
0: gasp hey listen you know i uh, i sent you there's this we can't say what it oh, is so good so there's, good. A, so there's good. a screen grab from death to the daleks that's doing the rounds at the moment which has Bilal holding a dalek gun in a very unfortunate position that looks quite rude i'm saying no more but uh, david richardson forwarded it to me <laughs> no, oh it's, my, it's uh, terrific though isn't it, the it is it
1: absolutely terrific yes. it's very naughty right ran has chosen and what Rand says goes and interestingly enough the prices have come up in euros for me (laughs) Ah, um, of course you're in you're in Europe I am indeed now this is this is an interesting one so we've got Doctor Who novel update doctor who novel adaptations uh, the highest science seventh doctor story Starring uh, Lisa Bowman, Sinead Keenan, Daniel Brocklebank, Sarah, uh, uh, Sarah Ovens, uh, Rihanna McDonald, James Baxter, Tom Bell, and of course, the seventh Doctor, Sylvester McCoy.
0: Let's have a listen to the trailer.
9: We're close to the centre of the 14 activity. When the flicker starts up again, the exact source should
6: register here. Good or the bleeping can stop and we can do something interesting. When do I get to meet some monsters?
2: Never, hopefully. You may have spoken too
6: soon. A couple of giant tortoises over there. Still, they are friendly. Telunian!
2: <laughs> Not friendly!
3: When you've been a soldier, as long as I have, you can smell parasites from the other side of a black hole. Forward! And we shall crush the
2: spineless fleshes in our mighty claws.
8: Oh, you're Sheldoka. My mother used to say you had scaly green skin and terrible halitosis. Really? It seems the reports of my breath have been
3: greatly exaggerated. Second pilot, report the success of your attack immediately. Cell! What's happened? The
9: psychic shock of contact with me incapacitated the subject's physical body. The might has now shielded itself.
2: Then break through the shield. I will
9: try, but it is strong.
2: I must know. The highest science. Ask it about the highest science.
6: Wouldn't it be best to leave Well alone? Mighty civilization by terrible discovery. I know there are loads of versions of the Sacrat myth, but that's a common factor in all of them. So maybe just forgetting about the higher science would be a good idea? I'm
2: afraid I can't just ignore a fortian flicker. I suppose not.
6: Although sometimes, Doctor, I wish you wouldn't treat the universe like it was your own personal responsibility.
0: There we are. This was was written by Gareth Roberts and adapted by Jacqueline Rayner. Uh, Jacqueline has been a long time contributor to Big Finish, a brilliant writer. She uh, works. I think she's the script editor on Jago and Lightfoot. She used to be our executive producer for the BBC as well, back in the old days. Yeah. And uh, Gareth Roberts, well, a phenomenal talent, uh, done all sorts of brilliant things.
1: Absolutely hila- hilarious, hilarious guy on Twitter, actually. Always, always making me laugh on there.
0: Very good. Him and Clayton Hickman hilarious stuff Legends. legend, legend uh, uh yes and produced by Cavan scott who was producing some of these for us and he's a lovely guy too we love Cavan. it's about time we had uh, we interviewed that cheeky chappy on the podcast again i think if we can cook up a reason for it um so yes this is one of the uh novel adaptations of the old novels of doctor who from the 90s i think and um very popular uh this one was very popular um I think they were very good sales for it, but uh the as people have commented on endlessly, why are we stopping doing them uh the novel adaptations because they've um they've sort of trailed off in their sales, which is just bizarre because anecdotal evidence suggests they're massively popular because of the people writing in and complaining that they're being stopped but anyway, so unless you go on a massive spending spree out there. <laughs> Nothing can be done about it. Well, not not in the short term. Maybe we can sort something out. Right? Rustle something up. Rustle something up. It's a, it's highly recommended. This has got the Shilone, Shilonians. Did you pronounce them Shilonians? I can't remember. But they're big sort of tortoise, turtle type things. Yeah. Uh, very exciting. I wasn't a present at the recording of this, and uh, my only credit on it is as executive producer. So I would have... Uh, seen the storyline and uh, had a little nose around the script and looked at the cover artwork.
1: I was going to say it's got Bernie Summerfield in it, who yeah. is uh, an awesome uh, original book character from from. She's sort of just become a, she's a huge character in her own right. Does lots of different things. Uh, got some amazing spin off uh, Bernie Summerfield uh, box sets as well which are really cool.
0: We're so lucky to have had Lisa Bauman with us all these years playing Bernice Summerfield. Um, And, you know, Lisa uh, has gone on to direct a lot for us. When I became executive producer, I was very keen to get other directors in. And uh, I noticed that on Gary Russell's original list of potential directors, Lisa was there, but he'd never actually got her to do anything. And I thought, hmm. So I phoned her up and said, would you like to do that? And she said yes. And then... uh, Away she went. I think Nigel Fares gave her her first opportunity in Big Finish. So that was... Um, I think that was coincidental. I'd already decided to do it. And Nigel doing uh, Sapphire and Steel at the time had come to more or less the same conclusion. Well, exactly the same conclusion. So it's brilliant. Anyway, there you are, the highest science. I think
1: uh, Ran has served us well this week. Ran has served us well. He never, he never lets us down. He, you, know, he's very, you can rely upon Ran to, to give you a good time. Uh, it's always random. And that's, and that's where he gets his wonderful name from, really. In you know, the random ran. Ranners, as well. All right there, Ranners, mate. Good old Ranners. <laughs> uh, so that is it for our good pal Ranners. Cheers, Ranners. You've been a diamond, mate. Uh, you're off on your way. It's closing time now, mate. We'll see you tomorrow bright, bright and early, son. All right. Look up. What's that? Mine, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's my favourite is... you go, son. Money you go. Mine, you go. <laughs> Sounds like a threat. Mine, you go, son. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. So, yes, that was Ran. Cheers, son. Uh, so, as the podcast zooms headlong towards the spatio-temporal equivalent of a brick wall, that's what the podcast feels like really uh, with all these difficulties uh although i, I feel we picked we i feel i feel like we picked up momentum and I, I feel quite good about that so yes we bucked up we have bucked up uh so yes here is nick rounding up with his lasso the latest releases yeah! If
0: you subscribe to the big finish newsletter, you can download the first episode of the first series of the Omega Factor for free. Go on, have a listen to From Beyond. It's a Corker. The Jago and Lightfoot Revival Act Two it's Doctor Who, Short Trips with a Difference. Chris Benjamin and Trevor Baxter perform the story featuring the Tenth Doctor. Dan Dare Volume 2 is out there in space. Go and grab it before the Mekon hovers by. Classic British space opera with a twist. Highly recommended. A preview segment is coming up any second now. Reign of the Robots. Oh, mm-hmm. Charlotte Pollard Series 2 getting great reviews. Plug, 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 plug. Uh, the Edwardian Adventuress who once travelled with the 8th and 6th Doctors is back in terrible trouble in a deeply disturbing no-holds-barred race against the clock TikTok <laughs> TikTok of doom uh, Torchwood visiting hours Kai Owen and Neris Hughes worth another mention I thought so too Jack Gerson's audiobook thrillers The Fetch and the Evil Thereof read by Barnaby Edwards and Carolyn Seymour there's more but there's no time left Ah,
1: Nick Nick I'm okay. Oh, thank God! Thank God! I was, I was about to revive you with some strange bowl of liquid where you can't see me, and I start pouring it on you to get rid of fungus. Um, (laughs) one or what story I was referencing, and it wasn't the one you were expecting. That's the beauty, is it? Yes. They will take him to the Daleks. Oh, that's that's so good. (laughs) <laughs> my, my favorite is that little Dar- I
0: can't remember anything that Wester said in Planet of the Daleks what did he say
1: Uh, Joe Joe Mo- yeah mostly <laughs> I will, I will the Daleks I can't no he doesn't I can't really remember anything really but, he, but he, despite the fact that he does talk an awful lot <laughs> he does yes I just love that bit when <laughs> when uh, Wester arrives. Uh, she she just comes over like, "Oh, this is by Pal Wester," and everybody flinches to like attack him. <laughs> and she's like, "No, he's he's all right." The this decided, "Hike, you've just hit my friend, Doctor."
0: That's almost like Belal though. You know, the Third Doctor. He you uh, when when Sarah says, <laughs> or, "You know." But and he's kind of like, he points the Dalek gun at them, doesn't he?
2: Sarah, <laughs> so, who are your shining friends?
1: Who are who your shining friends? <laughs> oh, love him, love him to bits. Good old John. Uh, so uh, yeah, so Benji, uh, could could you sum up the podcast in
0: one shortish pithy sentence or not?
1: I can try. Yeah, so one shortish pithy sentence. Okay, so. This podcast is a German, dark, shadowish shambles of the highest Charlotte Pollard kind. Uh, and uh, what I want you to do of that that in that sentence is in between a few different words. I want you to add uh, brackets, click brackets, pop, so you understand. <laughs> oh, well, well done, knockout. Right, knock, uh, time knock to say out. goodbye. No, knockout, knockout.
0: Mind how you go, knockout. Mind
1: knock how you go, knockout. out son. back
0: up. This is, this podcast will eventually just be a sequence of really lame catchphrases, won't it? We won't actually say anything useful.
1: Hey, man, catch. It'll be catch. hello
0: and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Knockout, back
3: up.
1: Knockout, back Stock up. up cash back Mind how you go. <laughs> 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 Back of the net! Back of the... Anyway, goodbye! Yes, ciao! Goodbye!
0: Auf It's It's time to join Dan Dare and the reign of the robot. Spaceship's away!
9: This is Colonel Dan Dare of Anastasia calling any Earth Relay. Come in, please. Any Earth Relay or vessel, respond. This is Anastasia. Can anyone respond? How long are you going to keep that up?
6: We have to keep trying, Digby.
9: I don't see we have to do anything, Professor, other than go home. Been out here long enough. We're all keen to get back to Earth, but they'll want us in quarantine before we're allowed back on the ground. I thought you said we were free of the Mekon's bloody virus.
6: They'll still want to be sure.
9: More tests, more blather. They'll keep us locked up for weeks. I'm sure it won't take long. And then... I can't wait to feel clean. Breathe real air. Go for a walk. Climb a hill.
6: Don't spoil it. I'd settle for a pint.
9: Now you're talking. I'm getting nothing in response from the ISF or anything on Earth. There's nothing from Mercury either. We could try Venus, but that means changing course. At uh, no offence to Sundar, but I'd rather get home.
6: Not receiving anything suggests the problem is here with our systems. I've
9: been over every last pull.
6: When we teleported over, the signal could have shorted something out.
9: I can't even pick up a 4D TV signal. There must be something out there.
6: Or a reason Earth has gone silent.
9: It's not cup final for another month. Well, only one way to find out.
0: Dan Dare. Reign of the Robots. Dramatised for radio by Simon Gerriere.
9: Earth in view. Still no response. Hang on a sec, what's that?
6: At last, a signal. But from a satellite in Earth orbit, beaming down to the surface. But we're out of sync. What do you mean? Look, the satellite thinks it's 0934. Anastasia thinks it's 1558.
9: Could just be a time difference, if they don't use Zulu time. The minutes would still be the same, even if the hour was different. Any ideas, Professor?
6: Garlock mentioned problems they'd had with teleport.
9: Oh, here we go.
6: He said there's a risk of time dilation.
9: You mean we've lost time? If that satellite is right, it took us half a day to beam across.
6: Digby, can you load the raw data back up?
9: Now you really are worrying me. What are you looking for?
6: I'll know when I see it. Look, there's a gap here. we stopped recording data... ...then started up again.
9: Let me see. The lines before the loss. A spike in CPU usage and processing. Beyond the available memory. The ship wouldn't have liked that. What do you think happened?
6: Extracting the virus from our teleport signal was harder than we thought. But the systems here were smart.
9: Of course they were. How smart?
6: They prioritised getting us over here safely, however long it took.
9: So other non-essential systems, like the clock, were shut down. And when it started up again, it carried on where it left off as if no time had passed. Well, it's only half a day. That's the thing. The
6: satellite signal gives a time, but not a date. We don't know how many days we might have lost.
9: Days plural.
6: It could even be weeks. We don't know. Warning. Re-entry.
9: We're re-entering Earth's atmosphere. You better put your belts on. Seats in
6: re-entry mode.
9: I have to bring it down on manual. There's no the control beam to lock onto. And no sign of any other spacecraft. <clears throat> Good job we haven't had lunch. Coming through the cloud now.
2: Cloud bank, clear.
9: But that's... London.
2: Ground level,
6: 5,000 meters. We're home, at last.
9: You've missed New Duxford by miles, head north.
6: And quickly, or they'll shoot us down.
9: Yeah, this is a no-fly zone. And yet no alarms, no strike beams. No jets scrambled to intercept. You want them to shoot us? It would mean someone was down there.
8: Manual controls engaged.
9: You're going to land in central London? No one seems eager to stop me. Warning,
1: ground
8: level 2,000 metres.
9: We'll get a parking ticket. They make you sit a course.
6: There's no one here. Nothing. Hello?
9: They can't have cut this grass in weeks.
6: Not even birds in the air. Is that a message?
9: No, my watch. Sinking with local time from Big Ben up there. Um, we might have a problem. What are you? Oh. That's not a dog. It's a wolf.
6: And it looks hungry.
9: Everyone keep still. If it's got any sense... Apparently not. Run! We'll never outrun it!
6: Dickby, you killed it!
9: Had to, poor brute. You think there are more of them? Keep your eyes open. This can't be right. What is it? My watch has finished sinking. It says it's the 24th of
8: June.
6: And we lost three months.
9: It says it's 2045.
6: Ten years late?
9: We can't have lost ten years.
6: What the hell has happened to everyone?
9: Is this really the time for a tour of the Palace of Westminster? Parliament keeps records. Whatever the catastrophe, someone will have written things down. Maybe on computers, which probably won't work anymore. That's the spirit, Digby.
6: This is the central lobby. Commons is that way, Lords through there. I had a tour here once.
9: Doesn't sound much fun, having to sit through the posh knobs jeering at one another from their padded benches. Digby. You know I'm right, bunch of jumped up public school boys. I was at school with people who went into politics. Like I said. Oh, some of them were good swords.
6: What is it? I thought I heard. That's not a wolf. It might be security.
9: Let me do the talking. Old school tie and all that. A robot? You must have outsourced security. Specimens will
2: identify.
6: Specimens?
9: I'm Colonel Dan Dare of the ISF. This is Professor Jocelyn Peabody and Lieutenant Albert Digby. You think we should bow?
2: Specimens will surrender. Or die.
9: We best do as it says. Take us to your leader. Specimens will follow. After you, sir. That's awfully kind. You said this leads to the House of Lords?
6: That's right. It's...
9: Oh, God. Robot, did you kill these people? Specimens will surrender or die. Poor bloody wretches.
6: This isn't security.
9: So what is it? An invasion? Then what happened to the people of Earth? They can't have killed everyone. Specimens will follow. I'm not going anywhere until you give me some answers.
2: Specimens resisting. Specimens must die.
9: You've always got to push it. Get down, both of you. (laughs) Bugger, the armor's too strong. Run!
2: Specimens must
9: die. Get out of here, both of you! Specimens
2: must
6: Yeah! The neck! Where there's a gap in the armor! That's
9: what I was aiming for!
2: Specimens must die.
9: Good shot, Professor! Still coming.
6: It's only a reflexive response.
9: Peabody, come back!
6: I want a better look at this thing. If the Earth has been invaded...
9: Bloody hell, there's hundreds of them! Let's get out of here, Peabody. Your investigation will have to wait. The state of those bodies? This must have been going on for years. Where did these robots come from? Who do they belong to?
6: There was talk about the Americans developing androids for space work, mining asteroids.
9: Questions can wait. Right now, we need to get to the ship. But that's across Parliament Square, which would leave us out in the open. And there are dozens of those things now. Any ideas? Not getting shot.
6: robots are moving around the side of the palace. They're going to outflank
9: us. They're smart. Thinking strategically.
6: A little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. What are you doing? We need that gun. That's the point. If I can get into the settings... Right. My gun will now fire at regular intervals. So we leave it here while we run for it.
9: But the moment we're out in the open...
6: They'll have to make a choice. Us or the gun. And if we don't shoot at them while we run...
9: They'll prioritise the gun. You reckon?
6: Hey, you can stay here if you like.
9: No, I'll follow you, idiots. If you'd only done as the robot had said. Never been good at taking orders from a robot. Peabody, when you're ready. Right. Let's go. Is it working?
6: Don't look back. Keep going.
9: Ah, That didn't sound good. For my gun. Almost there. Good thing we kept the door open. Get it close. Start the engines. Let me get my breath.
6: Um, perhaps we shouldn't have left the doors open.
2: What? (laughs) Specimens will surrender or die.
9: Smarter than we thought.
6: They're not. Whoever programmed them is.
9: This time, we surrender, right? The robot. They're all lining up.
6: That's one hell of a firing squad.
9: It's a welcome for some VIP, more like. Had a guess whoever's in the air car. Finally, we'll find out who's behind this.
2: All units. Salute the Supreme
9: Leader.
6: Oh no. Of
9: course. Not the bloody Mekon. It's him alright. Now it all makes sense.
2: Dan Dare. You are meant to be dead. Sorry to disappoint. You have not. Welcome back to my planet Earth.
9: What do you reckon? We're somewhere over Germany.
2: But the damage they've done.
6: London must have been preserved for some reason.
2: London was saved in honor of you, dare. My new regime owes its very existence to you.
9: This was a cruel revenge.
2: More than revenge. Much more. You forced me out to the edge of the solar system. But I found help out there. An ally who designed a new class of self-replicating robots for me.
6: And in that belt of rocks, you'd have all the raw material
2: that you'd need. To make an army. How very perceptive of you, Professor. Within weeks, I had a million robots. I no longer needed to hide in the shadows. Now, see my great kingdom. We approach one of the population centers. Then there are people here. Why destroy a whole species? Humans have a striking ability to adapt to new conditions. Understanding that is the purpose of our research.
6: You're experimenting
2: on people. There is much to learn. The variety of your environment. Your own scientists classified nine distinct biomes on Earth. Your species adapts to each one. Take us lower. We relocated people from the cities into population centers such as this. A more efficient system of habitation than your random sprawl. There must be tens of thousands
6: in this complex. And
2: hundreds of robots, too. Look, they're making them cart great rocks around. They're slaves.
6: And it's so cold here.
2: This is an emerald biome. With winter freezing. Even in these conditions, a statistically significant proportion of you survive.
9: You're making people freeze to death. For science.
6: But what are you actually studying? There are more efficient ways to measure human
2: endurance. Mine is a grand scheme of study. As I said, this is your doing, dare. You, humans, defeated me, so I must understand your power.
6: It makes a kind of sense. What? It's twisted, but I understand. A systematic study of man. I'd like to see the results. There. She adapts
2: to the new conditions. Prof, you're not cozying up to old greenbones. We have to fight back.
6: He's already conquered us. Look.
2: That man down there on his knees, he has reached his limit. But I am not without mercy. My robots will dispatch him swiftly. No.
9: Wait. He's wearing the remains of an ISF uniform.
2: Is that specimen known to you?
9: I can't tell from up here.
2: You wish to speak to him? to say goodbye.
9: You wouldn't understand.